G'day leaders, in this podcast we talk about something I'm very passionate about and that is the difference between a victim mindset and having agency or accountability over your life. It has an amazing impact uh, or a positive impact if you become uh, accountable and, and develop agency and has a negative impact if you develop and catch the mind virus which I call victimhood. Enjoy. Why did it count backwards? I know that we're now recording. <laughs> what? Hello, Captain. Oh, what do I? <laughs> Come fly with me. Let's fly. Let's fly. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. So leadership, life, and everything else. Yeah. And we're live. No. Oh, we haven't put the on-air sign on. Oh. Can you click it on? <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. Because we've got to have it on when we're recording. Uh, exactly, yeah, we're recording. That's it. Oh, all right, yeah, you got me there. No, we're live <laughs> and recording in the studio. Hey, Michelle. Hi, guys. You can call me Turtle. I can, I can. Yeah, because you're Michelle. Oh. <laughs> so funny. First bad joke of the day. <laughs> well, I'm excited about this episode. Why? Because it's, it's on a topic that's really, um, well... Discovering it and uh, understanding it and applying it, uh, what we're going to talk about has cha changed my life in many, many ways. Mm. Um, and it's something that I'm quite passionate about, talking to other people. Um, and it's something I call a mind virus. Yeah, I when we were speaking about it on our walk, yep. I thought I have... I have definitely been a victim of of, 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 of what it. we're about to talk That's about. That's right. Should we but we should probably let people know well, what we're going to talk about. Well, I haven't labelled it. You haven't yeah. labelled it. No, yet. so okay. now I can't. Well, yeah, it's the difference between having a victim mindset or being accountable or having agency over self. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Something that I have been uh, caught up in uh, at different stages in my life. Um, you know, it, I, it's a mind virus. It might in your head. It's very hard to. To recognise that, mm. you, that you're in it, but it, that is of, of, of having the victim mindset where things are happening to you. Yeah, um, yeah, that's rather, right. Rather Why than, me? Rather than for you. That's right. And yeah. the reason it came up on our walk mm. today was that uh, you've just recently spoken about it. Um, it was in one of your training workshops. Yeah, it was with a it was a local council. So we do a lot of work with um, councils around Australia and. Um, well, I was working with some fantastic uh, field service guys and we were doing resilience and anti-fragility training and uh, it came up and it was, it was an it's an interesting discussion because um, when you start to look at it, the two, it's basically a choice. You have a choice between having what's called a victim mindset or having an accountability mindset. Once you're in a, a victim mindset, it has so many impacts on so many areas of your life. Um, but then if you are able to get yourself out of it and get yourself back into an accountability or an, an agency, we'll talk more about what agency is, um, again, very, very positively affects your life rather than negatively. And and people around you as well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So no, yeah, that's why I brought, we brought it up on the on the walk because we had a fantastic, I had a fantastic discussion with a few of these uh, people at the council. Yeah. So, mm. okay, we'll start. What is victim mindset? What is victim mindset? It's basically where you are focusing on negative things that have happened to you and that's how you see them, that they happened to you, that you're the victim of circumstances, you're the victim of bad events, you're the victim of, of you know, things that have uh, 
happen to you and you spend a lot of time focusing on that and you become quite negative so your uh, your default mode network which is the part of our brain that is working when we're at rest or if we're just you know contemplating life and that sort of stuff the default mode network if you've got a victim mindset the needle is very much it's uh, like towards the past. Mm. So you constantly go back to the past and you constantly relive negative events that have occurred and you start to get that, oh, woe is me, nothing ever works out, everything always negative happens to me and you yeah. start to develop these thoughts and these thoughts then get travel down into your subconscious mind um, nothing ever works out for me and now your subconscious mind has to do its job and its job is to find evidence of that yeah yep. and so now now the filter that your that your brain operates on is is searching your environment searching your experience for evidence that you have been a victim that nothing ever works out for you and it will only ever bring to your attention the stuff that isn't working the way that you want it to. A negative detective. A negative. Oh, I love that. Can I steal that? Negative. <laughs> Absolutely. Your brain it's becomes yours. a negative detective. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I love that term. Right. Yeah. Coined by Michelle Huntington. That's it. On I, whatever date this is. So bad things do happen. Yes. And so it's not dismissing those or, or saying that nothing bad does happen and it's no. how you look at it. It's... Potentially, I suppose, it starts out as a coping me mechanism. That's what it is. It yeah. actually is. And um, I've read about how, as a child, if you feel powerless, mm. if when you're a child and you feel powerless, you don't have agency over self, you're very much controlled or whatever. Or like me, very shy, sensitive, insecure little kid and, um, you know, just struggling being in the world because you're so sensitive to things. Yeah, when you feel powerless, it, it's, it's a coping mechanism that I think your brain adopts to um, put the blame mm. elsewhere yeah. so that you don't pick on yourself. Yeah. Mm. And so uh, how it appears to others is when... So some of the, the ways that you can tell if someone is or you, you yourself are, if you're self-aware yeah. enough and catch yourself, could be blaming others. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's all about everyone else is to blame. Yeah. Uh, circumstances are to blame. Um like the world feeling like the world's against you Bless <laughs> excuse you. me yeah the world yeah the world is against me the world is out to get me the yeah well you were talking about the default no mode network and yep. how your brain the uh, negative detective finds things to um to confirm and validate mm. that's right so self-sabotage almost to make sure that happens yeah 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 it has to find evidence of your internal belief so if your internal belief is that you're a victim that your uh, things happen to you nothing ever works out for you your brain will find evidence of that and that's all you see which then validates it and then it's self-fulfilling and self-justifying it's yeah that's it reminded me of um a, a time in my life where i was flying yep and i remember being on a particular flight with with a captain and you know there's a long time in the office you got many hours together over many days quite mm -hmm. often and i hadn't seen flown with this um captain for oh, probably six to eight months and he said to me oh how's everything going and even his tone of voice was um it was empathetic and mm. and i thought it was a little strange and then he made uh, you know i was like oh good and he started asking me about particular events that had happened in my life that weren't so great mm. but I, he then made a statement and I was shocked by it. it. It felt like I'd been punched in the guts, actually. 
And he said, oh, everything bad always happens to you. You have such oh, a bad life. Yeah. And I thought, what? No, I don't. <laughs> but, and I, and I questioned it. I said, why do you say that? And he said, oh, well, every time I see you, something else bad has happened. And I thought, do I say that? But maybe I do. And I realized that he and probably others had communicated we had communicated in a way and our habit was talking about the bad things mm, or mm. emphasizing things in our life that hadn't gone so well and only talking about that rather than it be yeah part of my life but not the the good yeah. part and yeah. i saw myself especially that day when he said it to me as having a great life and everything worked out for me so when he said that it was a real like slap in the face and yeah. i'm thinking oh so i've really got to change my language here maybe he'd caught you in a, in a in a period of time where you had caught the mind virus oh absolutely yeah. you know there were there were and it can feel a bit like that and then i was attracting people yeah. like that to my life which he and potentially others were also helping me stay in that little well, hole. Well, that happens, yeah. When you, when, you, when you catch the mind virus, which when we discussed on the walk, we, we both have caught it a few times in our lives. I, I had it for most of my early childhood. Um, that you do attract others because you surround yourself with people who validate you, mm. who, who make you feel like you are okay for being you. So you're not going to surround yourself with people who are the exact opposite. No. Yeah, so it does attract people towards you and regrettably then makes it more challenging to, to get out of that mindset because it becomes the normal. And you may have been in networks of friends where the... And I, I've been guilty of this where... When you see them, you go straight to discussing the negative things that have happened. And, and I remember, the, like I'm certainly not in that now, but I remember one particular period of my life where I was in it, I, I, I caught myself um, whinging. And I don't like whinging. I've, I, I, I think the world is a fantastic place. What have we got to whinge about, really? And I caught myself whinging, and, I, and then I kind of stepped outside of myself, and I started to look at why was I doing this? Why? I don't know. I'd gone through a, a you know a tough time, and um, and that I'd been whinging with all my friends. And then I thought to myself, if I was my friends, I wouldn't want to be hanging around with me. Mm. I'm very lucky. I've got amazing friends who, you know, even if I was having a whinge at the time, they'd sit there and they'd listen and they'd they'd show compassion and. Um, and it was, it was beautiful having them at the time when I was in this victim mindset. But then I, I looked at myself and I thought, I don't want to be like this. Mm. And I know what's happening. And I know the effect it's creating. And I know that this isn't the full picture. This is my mind only seeing negatives. Yeah. And I didn't like being around me at that time in my life. And I'm sure my friends were lovely. They, they didn't say, oh, I don't want to catch up. But when then once I pulled myself out of it, it was such a relief to just let go of the mind virus and go back to the way I'd like to live my life is that I have control, that I have agency over my life. I, I contribute to every event that happens and I am in control of how I react to those things and, and what I'm going to be doing moving forward. Oh, yeah. I was in a mother's group when my twins were babies, hmm. and um, which was, you know, great i hadn't been when i had my first son I, mm. we were in remote um, new south wales and i thought oh this is an opportunity to form a bond with women who are going through similar things you know they've just given birth to babies as well yep. and i thought we had a bond a common bond because 
basically sleep deprived, new babies. Um, first time. Yeah, yeah. I know for, for you my, it wasn't the first time. But yeah, yeah. and and so that cohesive group, and I really craved that community and longing, but. I actually removed myself from that group after a couple of months because it became a bit of a bitching session and apologies to anyone for the language, but it it really uh, appeared to me to be an opportunity for a group of new mums to get together and hate on their husbands and just talk about the bad things when I didn't need that. (laughs) I, I, I needed support and community and we celebrate the things and sure you know we talk about oh i only had this much sleep or whatever and laugh about it whilst having our fifth coffee for the day at 10 o'clock in the morning but um that that's what i thought it was going to be so my expectations yeah were not met and i could see that if i stuck around i too would start to have that opinion Mm. of my husband and and so i yeah i removed myself and made excuses initially and kind of edged my way out of that yeah. that, that group but it's so easy to to fall into the trap though isn't it mm. especially when you're around other people it's contagious because it's an easy mindset to have because you can blame everyone else and you don't have to do anything yeah yeah the opposite is that you have to take accountability you have to have agency over self and that takes effort well if you keep doing it it becomes a learned helplessness it does it does and then it's very much linked to pessimism and and anxiety and depression so if your default mode network needle is kind of skewed towards the past then you're going to be falling into depression because you're focusing on the negative things if your default mode network needle is you know um, more angled towards the future you're worried about things that are in the future and you think that bad things are going to happen so you're more inclined to more anxiety and those sort of things Mm. yeah so it's um one thing i have noticed is people who are in it and you feel for them you mm. really do because you don't want anyone to be in a bad situation in their life or be thinking bad things is that um those people if you yourself have something so they're in a they're in their mindset and you're empathizing with them and trying to help them and being a shoulder for them you know support but if something ever happens to yourself and you're you have a bit of a stumble and you question or oh yeah don't know what to do about this they have a a really um, obvious lack of empathy towards your stuff even Mm. though you may have been supporting and not that it's a give take sort of thing you know you don't do it as a transactional giving empathy but you find that they have a lack of empathy for anyone else's problems. It's mm. very self-centered mm, um, mm. and, and inward-looking. It reminds me of a, of a like set of characteristics, personality traits I've seen uh, in the past where um, these people will actively ask questions about ne- negative aspects in other people's lives mm. without sharing any of their own, which you typically do when you're trying to do that building rapport thing. Oh, yeah, I've had a similar situation in my life and you... Which is, which is called an autobiographical response. But there's these people who will ask you things about your life that are negative and, and bring up things that you may have discussed in the past that are negative, even though you know you might have put it to bed and got over it. And they're doing this because when you're in your victimhood, they feel better about themselves. Oh, that could have been the captain, old mate. 
He, he could have been, possibly, he possibly. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to project that onto, onto everyone. I'm, no. I'm really lucky. I only ever surround myself with amazing, supportive, compassionate people. That's, that's a choice. That's a life's choice. Mm. And so none of my friends do this. But I have, I have seen this and recognised this in other people where they actually want to, want to drag other people into their victimhood so that they can sit there and go, oh, at least my, bad, at least, at least my life's not that bad sort of thing. Mm. And that's something I've seen as well, which is certainly a, a character trait to avoid if you can. Then, is victimhood or a victim mindset, is it a symptom or a personality trait? It's, oh, okay, great question. I, I, well, it becomes, it can become your persona. Mm. Um, if you surround yourself, if you've grown up like a, with the victim mindset, the negative, the pessimistic, sort of the needle towards the negative, um, and you surround yourself with other people who are like that, you, you're not even aware. Mm. You're not even aware. You're not aware that you're creating your own reality by telling your subconscious mind to only find evidence of where the world is shit and where yeah. the world isn't happening the way you want it to happen. So I'm going to suggest it's... I wouldn't describe it as a trait or a personality or a symptom. It's, 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 it's a mind virus. Mm. And I think, I think it's... I've felt myself actually catch it even during periods like the last few years have just been amazing in my life. I, mm. I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been, the most content I've ever been. But occasionally you can just feel it. This, this virus just so, so it kind of jumps into your head for a couple of days and wants to sit there and, and re-ignite uh, old negative neural networks in your brain. And then you sit there and you go, oh, look at what happened. And you, you mm. can feel the energy dragging out of you. And then I'm lucky. Every time I recognize it now, I just, hey, no, 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 that's not the way I'm living life yeah mm. so if you do start to notice mm. that you might have a few of these traits coming in yep. and you're, you've got that self-awareness or you've got an opportunity to kind of sit outside yourself and realize hey maybe I've been doing this or mm, I'm, I'm not liking what I'm projecting out here into the world or my friends family etc yeah how can you change it well I, I think that the best thing we can all do right now in this moment whether you're driving in your car you're at home wherever you're listening you and i are standing here behind these microphones make a decision right now to not be a victim mm. to basically say to yourself i am not a victim things don't happen to me they happen for me. Mm. I have agency over my life. I am accountable for everything that I do. So therefore, every experience that I have and the universe will not throw everything good at me. It will throw both good and bad. But what I have the option to do is choose to be in control of my actions. So I'm going to focus on what I can control. Focus on the things that are within your locus of control so that then you have agency over your life, not being a victim of circumstances. It's kind of stupid to think that the world will never throw shit at you. Yeah. Of course it will. Yeah. But if you have the mindset that you're a victim, when the world throws shit at you, you're going to go, oh, woe is me, and you're going to become the victim. But if you've got somebody who's got agency over their life and, you've got to, and you're accountable, when the world throws that shit at you, you can go, okay, all right, well, what do I do now? What's within my control? How, what lesson can I take out of this? And that's what you talk about in your keynote. Mm. I love the bit on anti-fragility that you talk about in your keynote about how you know adversity is a gift because it 
provides an opportunity for you to grow, to learn, to get stronger. And if you have that mindset that adversity is a gift, in the future when things happen to you, you go, okay, what's the lesson here? What am I going to gain? How am I going to strengthen? What am I going to do? You know, this is happening for me, mm. not to me. A friend of ours, Rich, who has uh, come over to Australia yeah. for a couple of weeks on holidays lovely, from lovely Singapore, yeah. another pilot, and uh, he shared with me just yesterday, actually, the um, a, a post on social media about, is it Yelena Dokic? Yes, the tennis player. Yeah, and her story. Mm-hmm. But She's amazing. She is, and her story's pretty shit, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but her attitude now... Yep. She is amazing. I've actually got goosebumps on my arms. It's mm. it it was so Was it an article? It was an article okay. on her. I'd love to read it. And so inspiring. She is. Like I I've flown her actually to Albury on Rex when I was um working for them and and she was in her tennis, you know, yep. um era. But she I and I didn't know any of her story. To what has happened to her? Um, continuously for so long and how she's come out the other side and her attitude to it mm-hmm. and it's exactly what you just said it's happened for her not to her yep. and she's in a place that she now credits what happened to her yep. um, to how she is now it like amazingly how she yeah. is now so thank you rich hi kylie and um but <laughs> isn't yeah. she a ball of energy kylie <laughs> Yeah, but and, and Derek and Mia, yes. but um, hello everyone. Yeah, they it, it really it was a great great article, and I will I will share yeah, it with yeah. you. Actually, I'll put a link um, in the podcast notes as well if anyone else wants to to read it. But mm. it was just um, a great reminder yeah. that regardless of of what you've been in, and and it is easy to to fall into that. Oh, so Woe is me, and mm. you know. But, yeah, very inspiring. So, And I interrupted. So as far as how to change yep. as well, I think understanding that there are alternatives, which is what you were saying mm. about the anti-fragility. Yeah. The, it becomes a choice. Yeah. A simple choice. Humans have the power to make a decision about anything in their life. The problem with choosing to be accountable is that you have to... Uh, re- just release this need to blame others and blame circumstance. Mm. Um, and it, it can be challenging for people because you're basically t- saying to yourself, the way I've thought in the past was wrong. But it's not that mm. that you were wrong in the past. Yeah. It's that, that the way you were thinking was creating a certain result. Yeah. And that is negativity and pessimism and lack of energy and all of the negative things that come with victim mindset. And... There's a different choice. Well, I hear you talking like this to the kids. You you say, you know, when they, they get upset, they get frustrated, they get angry about they can't do something straight away or they've, you know, that what they're wanting to do fails or yeah. breaks or, or whatever. And you say to them, rather than saying, I can't do it, I'm hopeless, I can't do it yet or that way hasn't worked so far. Yeah, let's try a different method. Yeah, yeah so the changing, growth mindset language. Changing the language. Yeah, 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 yeah. So instead of becoming the, oh, woe is me, I mm. can't do it. Yeah, that's that's very much the growth mindset stuff. So that you don't, you never say I can't do it. You say I can't do it yet. Yeah. And you don't see failure as failure. You see it as a learning opportunity. Um, I hope this is true. It's on the internet, so it's got to be true. <laughs> Edison was asked, Mr. Edison, how do you feel about failing 10,000 times? Because apparently he had lots and lots of patents uh, trying to invent the light globe. And he said, 
said, sir, I did not fail 10,000 times. I found 10,000 things that do not work. <laughs> and I love that, that attitude because that's, that's somebody who's got agency. That's well, that's re reclaiming your story or rewriting your story, isn't it? It is. It is. Being, so, being responsible, being accountable. I, I have, um, yeah, agency. I love that word, agency over my life. One, one thing we did discuss for New Year's Eve yep. also was to set healthy boundaries. So um, they're the habits or, um, that we now set. So as soon as we start to go down a certain way of thinking, it's when I start to think this, I do this. So we've got rules. Yes. Mine is um, drink a glass drink of water. Drink a glass of water. Mm. Um, and so when you do catch yourself or if you do catch yourself starting to think, starting to say, then... Um, you know, have have a rule that when I start to, I have to do this, 10 push-ups, go drink of water, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. My, my new rule is radical acceptance, which helps with this. Mm. So radical acceptance is, it happened. It is what it is. Everything is as it should be or everything is as it will be. Yeah. Instead of, oh, that shouldn't happen. Oh, whatever it is. So radical acceptance really helps me. I, I want to talk about um, what we can do when our friends are in the victim mindset. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, um, the, what they want and what they need in that moment is compassion to start with. They need the compassion, the empathy from, from, from you as their friend or, or you know, acquaintance or even a colleague. But the next step, I think, is the most important step once you've shown the compassion is that you actually play what's called responsibility tennis. Mm, I love responsibility yeah, tennis. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of my favourite topics to talk about, especially in the leadership workshop and the coaching and mentoring workshops because responsibility tennis is when somebody has a whinge to you, they complain about something, you can either, either sit there and be Agreed. in that energy and yeah. you can yeah, catch the mind virus um, or you can play what's called responsibility tennis, put them back into agency and the way you do that is say, okay, so what can you do about it? Mm. What's within your control? What have you tried? What else could you try? Who, who could you speak to? Who's an expert in this area that, that's done this before? So in other words, you're hitting the responsibility of fixing the situation back into their court, mm. which gives them agency and if you're asking questions, you're putting them in control. So you're, you're actually compassionately asking them, okay, I, ex I see the situation you're in. I have compassion for you. Now, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And you can do that for yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a technique to make sure that you're not catching the mind virus of, of victimhood. Mm. Mm. I like that. How, so how would you do it to yourself? To yourself? Mm. So what, Okay. So as, as I said before, everyone, just today, make the decision that you have agency over your life. Yeah. It doesn't matter what shit has happened to you. It's happened for you. Just Just... Just adopt that mindset. And so in the future, when you find yourself whinging, when you find yourself being the victim, when you find yourself being negative, looking back in the past and being depressed about something that's happened, just sit there and go, okay, I have an opportunity to rewire my brain, to change the way I think about things, and I can look at what's happened, what I've learned, what I'll avoid doing in the future, what I'll do differently in the future, and just focus on what's within your control. Mm. And then just get yourself back into a mindset of that you have more input into what happens in your life than circumstance. So ultimately, you have a choice. You have a choice. Everyone has a choice. And it really, I know it's not black and white. Victim versus accountability, is, it's not a black and white thing. No. Shit will happen to you. Yeah. But expect that. In fact, even look forward to it. Well, that's part of anti-fragility is, is the expectation. So setting up systems that you've actually thought 
and gone through the process of what if. Yeah. And it's and so you're prepared for the shit. Yeah. And yeah. then because you are, it's not the first time, it's not a shock, your your shock response is reduced. Yeah. And you then go into fix it mode. That's it. That's it. That's why a psychologist will always say to you, what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm. Because when you identify what is the worst thing that could happen and then you identify what would you do in that situation, you're now back in control. Yeah. Yeah. So if you expect it, don't walk around expecting bad things to happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. That, that's, that's, again, the negative detective. Yeah. But just know that things will happen from time to time. But great things will also happen. Mm. And if you have the mindset, and we both share this one, that great Everything works out for us. Yeah, it does. We say this to always. Our, we say this. It does. Everything works out for us. Uh, I will always get a car park at the shopping centre. Yes. And when you get it, you go, oh, I got a car park. But if you go, oh, I never get a car park, you drive around the car park going, oh. And you don't, I, somehow you don't see yeah, car parks. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it shifts the way you feel quite dramatically. Mm, mm. No, that's good. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I love this topic because it's something that has affected me deeply in in many years ago when things happen i fell into the victim mindset i became a whinger the sort of person i don't like uh, i didn't want to be um but then when i realized that i have agency i have control i have decisions i can make in my brain that makes my life mine to create and mine to dictate and mine to i i am steering the ship of my life yeah yeah i've so to sum it all up, yeah. how to change it is awareness. Awareness. So make a know, decision. Yeah, know make know a de- that you're in it. Yeah, so so then acceptance of it. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah. Guilty. Um, make the decision. No, I'm going to be in control of my life. That's I, right. So the, the decide driver. on alternatives. Yep. yep. And then shift your self-identification. So change your language and reclaim your story yep. as it, from the different perspective. Yep. Surround yourself with people who lift you up yeah. and help you focus on the positive. Don't Don't. Don't get, don't surround yourself with negative people who are always in trauma. Yeah. Um, if you do have people, you know, be compassionate, but play that responsibility tennis so that you got a bit of a boundary there. Mm. Be that yeah. annoying person that's always up, and then people are wanting to be in the yeah. in the in the mud, yeah, and yeah. they and they'll either soon extricate themselves from your friendship circle because they don't like your positivity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the responsibility tennis and your energy lifts them out. That you yeah. may have been what they need to kind of go oh hang on why aren't I like that uh, that that reminds me of the story I was teaching um, at a company here in Sydney and we're talking about optimism and pessimism and when we got onto the topic of optimism there was a lady in the course she said oh I know somebody like that <laughs> <laughs> and I said okay please share and she said oh she's at my gym I said okay she's yeah she's the instructor every morning she's up there you woo and no, oh, you just want to throw a brick at her. And I went, what? She said, oh, nobody could be that positive. Uh-huh. And uh, like I didn't, obviously I didn't go, I didn't want to expose what was happening in the, in the classroom at that time. I didn't want to make her feel kind of sad or, or you know, exposed in front of her colleagues because she did a good enough job of doing that anyway. She had visceral hatred towards somebody who was optimistic. Uh, but it would have been okay if the brick that she wanted to throw was 10 kilos one week, 15 kilos the <laughs> I'm getting stronger throwing these bricks. Yeah, it, it, was, it was basically she couldn't be that person in the morning, so she had visceral angst and I wouldn't say hatred, but like whatever words you want to throw onto it, uh, towards this other person because you're making me feel bad because I'm not as energetic as you mm. at the front of the classroom. I, I just thought that was hilarious that, you know, people, some people are actively 
avoid positive people because it makes them feel bad about themselves. <laughs> but I, I prefer to surround myself with them and I want to be that person that injects happiness. And we, I know we've spoken about Brett's, uh, our, our friend of ours in the past. He always leaves people that he meet feeling better than when he arrived. Mm. In every shop, every cafe you go to, you can just see the person who's got more energy than before we were there. And that's something that, that I'm going to try and do for the rest of my life, in, inject energy, give compliments when you walk past people. We've spoken about that on another podcast. And be the sort of person that creates a world that is positive. Mm. Mm. We're catching up with Brett tonight. We are. We are. <laughs> captain, my, my other captain, mate, Yeah, he's, he's a... Skipper, get yeah. boat captain. <laughs> you're you're the uh, the up in the air captain. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I've I've loved this topic. Thank you for um, agreeing to do to do this one, Michelle. Ah, it's been fun. Mm. Good, good yeah, for yeah. awareness again. Oh, one more quick thing. It's yes. about your mental diet. Right. Yes. Your mental diet. If you're if you're <gasps> yes. somebody who is addicted to drama, mm. just take a step back and think why am I doing that does that then validate my victimhood mm. so I've often noticed that the sort of TV shows that people watch will determine whether they are somebody who has agency and accountability or if they're somebody who's more of a victimhood sort of person people who watch um, shows like grand designs and uh, how to fix this and how to do that so action based learning based entertainment yeah. or humour-based entertainment tend to be people with more agency and accountability, people who love the drama shows. Oh, those, those uh, housewives uh, of... Yeah, where people are just whinging and whining about yes. each other and being negative about their circumstances. Yeah. They tend to have more victimhood. Mm. So just consider that as well. What sort of mental diet do you have? Physical diet is very important for, for mental health, but mental diet, what you watch, what you listen. We don't, neither of us watch the news, no. listen to the news. We're That's just right. waiting to, for people to tell us what's going on in the world <laughs> and we try and fill our lives and our heads full of happy stuff. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That's right. That no, was fun. that's good. That's yes. good. Yes, I enjoyed that one. Excellent. Great to see you again, Michelle. Yes, you too, guys. Oh, now Bollinger, where are oh. you? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, Bollinger, Bose, Lint. Bose, yeah. Lint, yes, reach out, reach out. If you want some merch on our website, captainthecloud.com, we have T-shirts and caps, um, and they're, uh, they're getting some great feedback with yeah. uh, the more dogs comment on them. That's right. Yep. It's, it's been fun wearing them around, actually. It is. I need a new one. I've yeah, bought this one now. I was going to say, <laughs> you do need to update it. It's a bit worn out now. Anyway, take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> You're such a clown. The clown. <laughs> Lady Captain. <laughs> and who's going to listen to this? Maybe our mums. Thanks, mum. <laughs> <laughs>